that's fantastic. But we'll go ahead and get started. Right. Uh, would you open us up in prayer and I then we'll get going? All right. Great. Thanks, Phil. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this absolutely gorgeous day and this ability to come here and be here in this church, in this building, in this mm. location with these people and just everything that you have orchestrated to bring us together tonight. The technology with Facebook and people watching and a printed Bible of your word. Mm. Lord, it's just amazing what you've done. And sometimes we overlook the small things that you do. And we just want to thank you for all of it. Praise you, Lord, for giving us the ability to, to study your word together. And may tonight, Lord, be something special that we all can find something that we did not know before from the book of Acts and, and apply it to our lives and, and just find joy in it that we can praise you and we can grow closer to you and know you better coming out of this Bible study than we did going in. And Father, as we gather for this, this time, we just pray that you'll pour your spirit upon us, that we will be able to teach and people will be able to understand that you will guide us and direct us every step of the way. And Lord, we want to pray. We want to lift up our prayer requests both now and at the end. And we want to pray for, for Julie's friend who it, thankfully did not have as bad of an accident as it could have been. And we just pray for his quick recovery. And we pray for Robbie's recovery. And, and Father, we pray for Jeff and we pray for Stephen. And we just we pray, Lord, for all the prayer requests, everybody who's watching. We pray for the unspoken requests that they speak from their hearts. Mm. And Lord, just hear our prayers, be with us, and Lord, to you be the glory forever and ever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm. Amen. Well, we are in Acts chapter 4, about to finish up to finish up Acts chapter 4, actually. Yes, yes. Then we're gonna, it kind of flows right into chapter 5. <laughs> yeah, it really so does. Why, yeah. So we're on chapter 4, um, starting at verse 32, and um, I'm going to go ahead and read that, probably just finish up the chapter. That's fine. But um, we'll start there. So verse 32 in Acts chapter 4, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of his possessions were of his own, but they, had shared, but they shared everything that they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and much grace was upon them all. There were no needy persons among them, for from time to time those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone that had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Joseph. You know how, how many times I've read that? And I don't remember Joseph, but it just he just pops out at me tonight. And especially yeah. a Levite from Cyprus. Not from Jerusalem, not from Israel, from Cyprus. Exactly. And a Levite, whom the yep. apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He sold a field and owned he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. That's just that's a great story right there. It is. You know, just to I don't know, it just really touched me to, to read that tonight. So I <laughs> just is. wanted to bring that up. Well it's neat to to see that because they, they um as as Luke is writing, he's he's talking about that people had 
um, from time to times they who had lands and homes that they sold those and yeah. they brought them. And so then to, to go right into Joseph or Barnabas and give a real personal example is, is just fantastic. The, the part that, that stands out to me is that there were no needy persons yeah, among them. I, I saw that too, yeah. There were no needy persons among them. The, the church um, and, and believers at that point in time really looked at one another as family. Yeah. And, and it, um, it's so much of what set them apart from everything that was taking place in the world because they were certainly going against the world system. Oh, yeah. The world system still, even then, like it is today, is what can I get for myself? Yeah. How can I, you know, what, what do I, what would I like? What would I, you know, what would make my life comfortable? What would my family enjoy? And, and it'd be, it, it's, it's very self-centered mm -hmm. and here all of that turned inside out and it was about, okay, what do you need? Because what I have is yours. Absolutely. You know, this is kind of, it goes along with this a little bit off topic, but maybe an illustration is uh, somebody told me one time years ago, it might've been my grandfather said, if you notice homes have bigger decks and porches on the back now, where in the past they had them in the front. And I said, well, why is that? He said, we're more interested in entertaining ourselves in the back where nobody can see us than we are in entertaining friends who happen to be walking by and invite them onto our porch. And it really stuck with me. And it's kind of like that, you know, we've become a Western individualistic mindset and we are getting away from what God intended the church to be. Yeah, that's, it's, it's really neat because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about my house oh. and, and I'm like, yeah. You have a big porch on the front. On the front, yeah. And the side. And the side, yeah. The, the porch on the back is itty bitty tiny. And so I laugh. <laughs> Julie and I talk about it all the time. It's like you know what? I I think we know more people in our neighborhood than we ever have. Yeah. You know, but it, we we do. We spend time on our porch. You know, but it's out front. Right. It's it's really really interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting point. Yeah. It is. I love the first part, even when we started off tonight in, in verse 32, and it just started off with all the believers were one in heart and mind. Mm. And, and there's, a, there's a sense mm. of understanding there that there's a focus and um, that things even then maybe, maybe seemed a little bit more simpler to just, you know what, there's, this is what we're focused on, the resurrection of Jesus Christ the mm -hmm. Lord. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, you know, in, in today's society, it's churches on Sunday, everything else during the week. Mm -hmm. And you know, maybe on Wednesday night, too, if, if, especially if your church has a Bible study on Wednesday night. Oh, really? I know one. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, though, it's what, again, to use my family history, my dad would call it, we live in a fast food society. Mm. You know, give me the food now, I'm going to eat it and I'm going to move on with, to something else because there's so much stimuli in the world. Yeah. You know, we got... When I was a kid, and I know when you were a kid, we had three or four channels. I mean, <laughs> if you lived in a closer to the city, you might have got five or six. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and then cable comes along and wow, we get 13 channels now. And then you got 30 and now who knows how many channels are out there. And, and there's so much that draws our attention that if we were to get back to the one heart and one mind focused on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And even if we did it more than just for an hour, one day a week, yeah. even if we did it for two hours, one day a week, or a whole day, imagine that, or every day, right? You know, that's what I'm getting at, but I'm not, I'm starting off small. We not only would make a difference in our own lives, we'd make a difference in this world. Yeah. Because we would have God leading us and guiding us. 
and we wouldn't be trying to do things on our own. Mm -hmm. And that's what they had. They had the Holy Spirit who was promised to be given to them. Right. And he had been. And this was the Holy Spirit in action, making them of one heart and one mind. Yeah. The way the church is supposed to be. Yeah, that's great. And I, we've, we've talked about this often, too. And it's about, you know, we, we don't go to church. We are the church. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So that means that it's not just about being inside of four walls. It's about being who we are through Christ out in the Monday through Saturday. Right, 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 right. You know? And to watch that happen, and, and as that is happening, we're watching so many things shift so that so that when we do come together on Sundays, it's it's more of a celebration, fellowship, worship, mm -hmm. getting ready for, because we, we all know what we're stepping into on right, Monday. Yeah. Right, you know, right. so it really is about to build one another up and to encourage one another to be of one heart and mind so that when we step out of here on Sunday, it's like, okay, we're going out to be the church. Right. So it is. It's a neat transition to watch take place, and especially what the Lord is doing. Yes. Yes, definitely. It's, I don't mean to downplay it because he is definitely doing that here in this church. Absolutely. And but... we're renewing our minds, like Romans 12, 2. Mm. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's what we're, when we allow ourselves to be renewed, and our minds to be renewed and our hearts to be changed, we become more like what God intended us to be. Right. And that's, that's exactly right. And when we, when we can be and do who God intended us to be and do or designed us to be, yeah. and do, we can make a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we sure really can. can. <laughs> but giving of ourselves, um, giving of, of what, what we feel like we own. Mm hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. When right. it's really not, it's really not ours. Right. You know, the Lord gave it right. to us all. Right. So, um, to be able to, to be able to give to others of what God has given us and to watch needs be met is a very powerful thing. Mm -hmm. And and that's what they're, what they experienced here in the church. And, and I would venture to say that that's what, um, allowed those people to feel so connected mm -hmm. with one another is that they gave to one another um, of what they had to meet the needs right. so that no one was in need. Absolutely. Then someone else had a different idea. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about those two people. Right. Yeah. You want to go ahead? Sure, sure. Right, thanks. And I, I apologize if I butcher these names, but I'm going to try to get it right. Now a man named Ananias, together with, with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest of it, rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land? Didn't it belong, didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have lied not to men, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died, and great fear seized all who heard what had happened. Then the young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, how could you agree to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door. They will carry you out also. 
At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in and finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. Wow. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, who wants to take off offering on Sunday? <laughs> now nobody's going to come to church. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's it, it is a, it's a powerful thing, and and I think it it at points can make us look at um our lives today, and and realize that you know. So what is really this little white lie that we talk about? You know, yeah. a lie is a lie. Right, you know? right. And it's not just the, the thing that, that strikes me about all of this um, is that it's not just about, I'm not lying to you. Mm -hmm. I'm. You're lying to God. I am. Yeah. And I'm looking to deceive. Right. And and that that takes truth and 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 what we say and what we speak to a whole nother level than what we accept in society today. Mm -hmm. And, and as Christians, it's like, you know, we, we, and we do, we talk about being held to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. Um, but you look at this and you go, yeah, you are, mm -hmm. you know, we are held to a higher standard and there's an expectation of, of being honest. And, and I do, I, I love the part when, when, um, as Peter is talking to Ananias, and he says, it was yours to begin with. Right. So you could do with it what you would like. Exactly. So what what happened there? Yeah, so is you know a lot of people look at this and they think, does this mean I have to give everything to God? And that's not what's being said here. Right. You know, Ananias could have said, Lord, I'm going to sell this land and give half of it to the apostles, and I'm going to keep the other half to, you know, whatever I need to do. Right. He could have. But what he did was he said, I'm going to sell this land and give it to the Lord. Yeah, look what all this money we got. I'm going to stick a couple, you know, pennies down in my pocket here. Mm -hmm. That's a lie right yeah. there. You know, it, let your yes be yes and your no be no. That's exactly what I was what, thinking. What the, what the Lord says. So it wasn't, yeah. you know, Ananias did one thing and his wife did another thing. But... Had he just been honest with the Lord, this wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Peter does call it out. How is it that Satan has so filled your heart? Yeah, and and really that is we get caught in in those temptations and buy into those. And and part of me thinks, and there again, I you know, there's not this exact proof, but part of me thinks that you know, early in chapter four, it talks about how how people sold their lands and they sold their homes and they gave the money to the apostles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it right. could very well be that Ananias is like, well, you know what, everybody else is doing it. I yeah. better, I better do it too. Yeah, yeah. or I'm, at least make it look at make it make look it like look I was. like I'm doing it right. right. Right, you know. But there again, you know that too. If you know that if that is part of the issue here, then that's just giving into their peer pressure right. that's happening around, and it's okay. And that's the one of the points that you made. It's okay to not give it all to the Lord here. You know, it's like it's yours. Right. What do you want to do? In and but make your yes, yes, and your no, no. Right, right. You know, don't don't say that I'm going to give, okay, let's use a modern day example. Somebody says, I'm going to give 10% of my income to the church. And then they realize, oh, you know, I might be struggling a little bit if I give 10%. So they say, well, I'm going to 
tell everybody, yeah, I give 10%, I give 10%, but they only give nine. Yeah. And you know what? If you can't give 10%, give what you can. Mm -hmm. Jesus made that very clear. Yeah. With the, the woman who gave just a, a small coin and said she has given more than anyone yeah, else. That's right. Here, just do what you can. You know, that there's not a magic number of 10%. I mean, there's a lot we can say about that theologically mm -hmm. and from the book of Genesis, but right. it's not a hard and fast rule. That's religion. You exactly. Know, let you work it out with God, but then just be honest with God and what yeah. you give. And cheerful. And cheerful. And cheerful giver. Right. Yes. You know, it, it, the enemy tries to turn that around and say, and make you feel like, well, I'm not giving 10%. Well, I, maybe I shouldn't even go there anymore. Everybody else is, I saw Mr. Jones across the way. He put in three twenties and I can only put in one twenty. and don't let the enemy destroy you right. with those kind of things. It's between you and God. Exactly. And just don't lie about it. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. That's true. It really is. It's not about comparison. It's not about who's right, better than the right, other. It's not about right. who can give more than the other. It's really between you and the Lord and to be cheerful in it and um, and have that um, relationship with God that you're open and free enough to give that which you can. Right, right. So I'm going to put you on the spot here. Okay. Yeah, because I, I know you'll do it to me sometime. There you are. <laughs> Why do you think God made him die? Well, I would say somebody's got to pay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, you got where's the grace and mercy in that? Because that's a question I've been asked before. Yeah. That's why I'm asking you. Where's the grace? If you don't want to answer, I'll tell you how I answered it. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I want to hear your answer first. <laughs> So where's the grace and mercy in that? Um, I, I would I would say and look at this as from a standpoint of there are characteristics of God that are ever present, and there are points where God is gracious and He is merciful, and there are times when He passes the judgment that needs to be passed, and in yeah. those times, um. We have to believe that he is doing what is right and yeah. good at that moment. Yeah. I'm not saying that we understand them. Right. Okay. But at the same time, there is a truth of who God is. He is a righteous judge and king. Yeah. And so for me, I read this and personally, I look at that and I go, you know, so when's the last time I saw somebody die because they lied to the Holy Spirit? I never have. Yeah, I never have either. At the same time, I understand that these things are in God's hands and that that reading things like this, that that causes me me to have a healthy fear mm. of who God is. Yeah. Um, and partly, too, is because of, of my past. I'm the guy that if you do anything wrong, somebody finds out and mm -hmm. I always get caught. Mm. I'm the, I'm the kid who's running home late that was out with his friends on Friday night and I'm running late and I am going to get in trouble and it is no one else is out on the road. And I come up to the red light. You go through it. 
There is nobody. Boom. <laughs> and as soon as I break the barrier, the police are right there. And right. I'm like, how is this even possible? <laughs> you know, but so so I look at these example, I look at these at these situations, you know, here reading in scripture and go, you know, God does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And there's a characteristic of him that is righteous and is holy. Hmm. And he is called the judge. And there are points where these things, as harsh as it may seem to us, if I trust him to allow me to breathe every day, then I trust that he hmm. knows what he's doing. Absolutely. So that's my response to it. Well, thank you. And I apologize for putting you on the spot, but okay. you did really well. And I, um, when I answered this question, it, it was followed up. I didn't tell you this part. It was followed up with another question. <laughs> I know, pretty sneaky, huh? I'm in trouble now. <laughs> no, what what I said was, I pretty much said what you said, it, that God has a sovereign choice to do what he wants to do. And we cannot question that. We can question it, but he's, he doesn't have to explain it, and he can do what he wants right. to do. But what I said was, where's the grace and mercy? This could have been the first time they did this. They may have gotten into a pattern of doing this, mm. And if they had gotten into a pattern of doing this, then they could have seared their conscience. They could have been yeah. so ensnared by the devil mm. that they could have been very, very bad people. And God said, uh, you know, I see where this is going. I'm going to end it right now. Bring you to heaven. There's the grace and mercy. I'm, I'm stopping you from going further than what you, where mm -hmm. you could have gone. And I'm bringing you to heaven now because mm -hmm. they, assuming they were believers. Right. So right. what I'm getting at, the point I'm getting at is we, sometimes people will look at this. How could God, God do this? Because God is merciful and full of grace. And there's an example of why he may have done it. We don't know. We won't know till we get to heaven. But you can find grace and mercy in everything God does. Absolutely everything. He is. Yes, absolutely. It's, yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's good. I have something to this yeah. Bible has little tidbits to the mm -hmm. side, and it, it kind of, it says, did they deserve to die for this? And it says, perhaps this happened because their situation was unique. The young church was extremely vulnerable, un mm -hmm. unchecked hypocrisy and deception, always destructive in the church, could have undermined the community of believers. Yeah. God's swift, severe judgment helped them all to maintain a healthy respect for the truth and for God's power in the church. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a good answer, too. It, it is. <clears throat> that's great, Lisa. Thank you very much. Because one of the things I also was going to add, you know, in, in explanation was, ain't nobody else going to step up and lie about it. <laughs> that's right, yeah. Well, I and mean, that's what it says. I mean, right? <laughs> great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. But that was a healthy fear. It, yeah. A very healthy fear. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and, and two, oh, we haven't gotten to this point yet, but I, I know because it, in Acts, as these... As different events and all happen, then the the phrase or something like it and was added to their number mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. throughout is throughout the right, book. Right, right. So right. even though this happened and great fear seized everyone in the church, there were still numbers added to added to the church yeah, as, as we continue to move forward. So it's it's one of those things too. And and I I respond well to leadership who has boundaries mm. okay structure yeah you know what i mean yeah with this this situation happens i know what i'm dealing with 
Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and if if he's going to, you know, and if and as the Lord moves in such a fashion this way, then you know what? He is going to move with the same power and might for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's partly how I read this too, is that, okay, you know, this can happen here, but you know what? There's just as much over on this side. Yeah. That's for me. Yep. Yep. That's <laughs> and, true. And to see what is developed, and this goes partly back to what Lisa shared, to see what is de- being developed as far as the church is concerned, um, lives were changing. Mm-hmm. And and the old was um, the old religion right, was breaking. Right, right, right. And, and those who were not allowed to be a part of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the upper echelon of the religion and closer to God right. were having an opportunity to experience mm. Jesus and God for who he was. And that's, that's attractive. That was very good. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I love it. I, yeah. mean, I, I mean, that, and that's, that's too, that's Such a lot truth. of what, what we do. Right. You know, we're experiencing yeah. the Lord in, in, in some very, fantastic ways. Yeah, yeah. And it just draws us in closer. But things like this happen, and it's like, okay, these this is your voucher. This is who he is. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And there's a healthy respect, like what you had said, Phil. There's a healthy respect and a healthy fear for him. Yeah, it, it's just like Adam and Eve. Here's your boundary. Don't eat from this tree right. in the middle of the garden. Right. For it, when you do, in that day, you will die. Mm-hmm. How more clear could you be? It's you know, clear. <laughs> yeah. And... You know, we could get into the theology of they did die in that day because it was less than a thousand years. Right. But, you know, we'll save that for another time. But here's an example of you did die in that day when you yeah. caused a sin. That's right. Hmm. Anything else in that section? I'm ready to move on. Okay, let's go. Um, chapter 5, verse 12. The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people. And all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, <clears throat> even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord. Here, they get, here we go. Mm-hmm. And, and added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least... Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed. Mm. Wow. You know, that takes faith to say, I even want to just be in the shadow of this man. Knowing what this man does with the Holy Spirit is in him and he's, he can yeah. heal people. To believe that even if I just happen to get in the shadow, you know, I imagine a large crowd of people just gathered around Peter. And, and you know, if I can just get in that shadow, maybe I can get healed. That, that's a lot of faith right there. Mm-hmm. Faith that not in Peter, but in what Peter represents and who was working in him and through him right. being God. That's right. The Holy Spirit. Yeah, the first part of that passage that we just read, um, the last part of um, verse 12, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. Mm -hmm. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly Mm -hmm. regarded by the people. Mm. 
That's interesting. I didn't look at it that way until you, you read it again. Isn't it? Yeah. So here's this group that the outsiders, so to say, are watching. Mm -hmm. But we're not going to necessarily get up too close to them because we know what happened to Ananias and Sapphira. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But it's one of those things. Yeah. They're taking a look at this. But the reason that this that at points that this is even in there is because there was such an attraction to what God was doing in and among those believers and those people. Mm -hmm. This was a group of people who had no needs. Mm. And those who were needy are watching. And they're right. watching what's happened, but we're not going to get near them because we know that if this God that they're serving is not playing around, he, yeah, he is healing, and all of these people are are being healed, and he's protecting mm -hmm. these people also. Right? Wow! Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. And it reminds me of Uzziah, I think. Is that his name? Mm -hmm. Uzziah touched the touched the ark, ark of the covenant. Yeah. yeah, and died from that. That's mm -hmm. wow. So you have so all of these in there, and then again it goes on to say, and the those uh, men and more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. Mm -hmm. So even though there is this crowd watching, there are those who are still being drawn in, mm -hmm. and the number is growing and growing. Growing because of the miraculous signs and wonders, do you think? And, or is it because of their fear of God? I, or both? I, I, that's just a question I, I think ponder. I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's both. But at the same time, this group that is coming together, see, nobody comes in just to get healed and doesn't go all in like these people. Right, right, right. If they're just there to get a, get quote unquote, get a handout. Yeah. It, you know, I'm going back to the, what we talked about when we first started, the, the individualistic self-centered mm -hmm. approach. Um, and I think you hit on it already. They're not there just for that. They're not there just for the handout. They, they're there because they are they have this faith in god and they're believing because of what they're seeing but also out of the reverence of who god is for all that he has done mm -hmm. both the healings and the death of ananias right and right i do i i do believe that there's a, a reverence there yeah i do too i think so Hmm. Um, one thing I wanted to point out was crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem. So it wasn't just in Jerusalem. It's starting to spread outside the town now. You know, and we go back to Acts chapter one. Jesus said, right. first, you will be my witnesses first in Jerusalem, then in Judea and Samaria. Yeah, which is what around. we're seeing here. Yeah. Right. And then to the ends of the earth. Yeah. So it's starting to spread out mm -hmm. already. So Peter's shadow might fall on some of them. Hmm. God, it, God can heal. It can right. take a shadow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, he can heal by prayer. Yes, he can heal by a touch, by a shadow. It's just he can he can heal mm -hmm. anytime he wants to. Right. It goes back to this: I can take their lives anytime I want to, and I can restore them anytime. And I he want can to. restore them. Yes, yes. Mm, that's beautiful. Um, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirits, and all of them were healed. And it's when we talk about healing, 
Mm -hmm. For many years, I thought healing was okay if you have cancer or if you have, you can't walk or you can't see, and then you were healed. But healing is also spiritual. Yes, deliverance. It's, yes, it, it's also there's a spiritual component and. Even so, that Jesus said to the man who was let down in Mark chapter 2, before he healed him, he said, your sins are forgiven. Mm -hmm. He covered the spiritual component. Then he healed the physical component. Right. So we got to keep that in mind. There's spiritual healing. And, you know, and I'm not saying that like blind Bartimaeus was not blind because of he sinned. He was that way from birth so that God could show his glory. Right. So it's not saying that everybody who needs healing physically has a spiritual need as well correct but some may have a may look great physically and have a deep spiritual need mm -hmm. of healing that's right that's a great point though it really is can i uh, back you up just yes yeah can't help but to think you know the, where they were watching people were watching but they were afraid to join yes yeah How many were added in yeah were the people who were watching waiting to be asked to join Ooh. Ooh. Oh, that's a good question. That is a great question, Jim. Were the people waiting, <laughs> waiting to be asked to join? To unless someone said, "Hey, hmm. come oh, do what wow. we're doing," you know, the, because there were there were numbers added, so everybody wasn't afraid. Right, right. But you know, up to this point, I haven't seen anything where anyone is asking yeah. um, to be a part of. It's, um, it's the sense of them being drawn into, you know, mm -hmm. um, and it's because of what God was doing. But as far as asking, I'm sure there were some people, some people standing around. This may be an indicator too, Jim, of some of the things that we were t just talking about. Verse 16, crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick. It doesn't mean that the sick wanted to come. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it is, and and it's, um, we we see that even today, where people will say, you know, hey, can you pray for my, whatever nephew, whatever, you know, and and the nephew may not want one thing to do, right, with who God is or anything right. along those lines, right. but it's um, but people are bringing them, and sometimes others are healed because of someone else's faith. You know, I don't know how many testimonies I've heard of somebody saying, man, I had a praying mama. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, and and, and they tell you, man, I had no faith at all. But man, oh, my mama, you know what? She'd call down fire from heaven if needed to. And but but that's that's part of what I think part of what we're seeing as well. Um, but I do, you know, ask is a big part. Mm -hmm. ask, that is. That was a great is a question. Part. Yeah, because and God's not going to force like you you were saying with the the nephew, you know, right? The, it, he's not going to force. So that was a great question, Jim. Let's see. All right. Um, verse seventeen. Yeah. You want to start? Yeah, sure. Great. Then the high priest and all his associates, who were members of the party of the Sadducees, were filled with jealousy. They had arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail, but during the night. An angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people the full message of, the, his, of this new life. Mm. 
At daybreak, they entered the temple courts, as they had been told, and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, We found the jail securely locked, with the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were puzzled, wondering what would come of this. Then someone came and said, Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. So let's stop right there. Okay. Talk about that. You know, you often say... And I love it when you say this, your prison doors open. Yeah. You don't have to stay inside. You know, we create these prisons for us with our sins or our thoughts, our actions or all different ways we can. We believe that God is angry with us and he doesn't want to deal with us. And I know because I've done it in the past. Yeah. I believe one time God told me I'm not talking to you for three days. He's not going to do that. That was not God's voice that I heard. Okay. He's not going to do that. But I created a prison for myself, but here, you know, the prison's open, the, an angel of the Lord comes yeah. and, and then go and preach the message. Now, before we go on, let me ask you a question. You get thrown in prison mm-hmm. or thrown in jail, public jail. An angel comes and lets you out. And then he says, go preach some more. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, this feels like a setup. Right? <laughs> Somehow right. This feel, I'm just feeling it. But Right. But they yeah, did. They did. They did. They, and that that's where you just, you have to just love the obedience. Yes. And yes. um you know, if and, and there again too, you know, it's one of those things to where they're gonna look back on, on the past and say, you know, if, if God is gonna supply all of our needs, mm-hmm. he's certainly gonna take care of this. Yes. Yes. You know, and, and to step out and do that. Um, but yeah, it's for the the high priest and all of his associates, and they were filled with jealousy, and they arrested the apostles and put them in jail. You know, jealousy is a sin. It is. And their sin caused hardship for Peter and John. Yeah. And they were undeserving. So God removes them from their prison, removes them from their place of confinement so they can go out and preach. I've heard this story somewhere before. Someone who did not deserve to die, but took upon the sins of everyone, and God removed him from that confinement to go out and... I think it's awesome. Isn't that awesome? It is. is. And I think, you know, and you asked a question earlier about, you know, Ananias and Sapphira as far as, you know, where's the mercy and the grace. Yeah. And and I look at this situation here where here's the high priest and, and his associates and the Sadducees. And they go and they confront um, the apostles and put them in jail. And then God gets them out of jail and they're out back doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, this, the the high priest and all that, they go to the to the jail and they're like, so where is he? <laughs> where are they? Right. Well, they're out there preaching. Right. Didn't we put him in there? Yes. And it's just like God's going, look, guys, I'm trying to let you know that I'm in control of all this. How much clearer could he make it? Exactly. And, and it really is in God's compassion and his grace and his mercy is even reaching out to them mm-hmm. at this point. And, and they're still blinded yeah. with 
the jealousy and and the frustration of probably at points more people showing up to be healed and mm -hmm. saved and believe in the the message of the resurrection of Jesus Christ than there are showing up to temple on Sunday. Yes, to see the Sadducees and the exactly. Pharisees and the teachers of the law. And, exactly. And I love how it says, um, they did not use force because they feared the people would stone them. So these powerful men now who instilled fear in all these people yeah. are now fearful of these people. Mm -hmm. That's a turnaround. It is. That's a God turnaround right it there. It is, yeah. Divine reversal. Yes, divine reversal. It really is. Really something. Anything else in that section? I don't think so. I think we're ready to start with 27. What time are we at? Oh, we're, we're oh. getting close to the end here, but... Yeah. Uh, you want to stop there? You want to? Yeah, let's go ahead and stop there. Yeah. Let's see. Do you have any prayer requests? That anything else that's come up? To uh, pray no, for? but um, do want to say that uh, Elaine Gay Forbes says she's glad to be back with us, and I will send nice. you a link to our YouTube site. Oh, wait, no, it's not on YouTube. These are not on YouTube. Um, They're not. We can get them on YouTube. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll send you a link where you can get you can catch up, so you don't have to try to search back through Facebook. To find them, I'll put them on YouTube, awesome. and um, that way people can get caught up there. Okay, great. Yeah, Jim, you said you had a prayer request. Yeah, uh, one of the teachers from St. Clairsville contacted Kyle and let him know that a senior girl committed suicide. Ooh. So it's St. Clairsville. It's St. Clairsville High School. Okay. Senior girl from St. Clairsville committed suicide. Just ask for prayers for everyone involved. Yeah, and, sure. And prayers that that spirit be yeah quelled quickly because they tend to happen in multiples. Yeah, that's right. We got a comment here. Uh, okay, from Shelley. It says their jealousy caused them to remain blinded to God's plan. Very, very good. That is great insight, yeah. Shelley. Yeah. Thank you. Really is. Yeah, power of jealousy. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Man, that's... And, yeah, you know, there's so much we could say about that, but we're already out of time. But It is. But thank you, Shelly. That yes, was great. Yeah, I appreciate great. that. All right, we'll go ahead and close in prayer. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing everyone next week. So let's pray. Father, Lord God, we do thank you for this time that you've given us, Lord, just to be able to walk through your word, Father, to be able to discuss. Um, Father, we thank you for all of the input from everyone and being able to... Um, share all of what you're sharing and be able to hear and understand um, different um, insights and um, truths um, that's that are being pulled out of your word. Lord, we're just so thankful for it. Father, thank you for everyone that's been here and everyone who's attending. Father, those who'll be watching um, later on, even so um, online. And God, we just ask that your word continue to be um, powerful and mighty in each of our lives. And Father, that we allow that to, to be so. Lord, we just pray for this family that has lost their loved one. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit be the comforter that he is to their lives. Father, I pray that you wrap your loving arms around them. Father, that you hold them close. That you just allow their heads to be resting upon your chest. 
And Father, I ask you to walk them through this time. Lord God, I just pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, against this spirit of suicide. And Lord, that it be removed in your name from that school and from those children, Father, from the families, from the, the teachers, from the staff, all of who are involved in that school. Father, that you just bring a cloak of glory around them. And Father, that you bring a sense of safety and hope to their lives. Father, I ask that your angels be guarded and stationed around that school, Father, and that home. Father, that you just allow your hope to flood the hallways and the homes and the hearts and the minds of each one that's involved. Father, thank you for your graciousness and your ever-loving kindness. And Father, may we understand that you are safe and that you're a fountain of life that we can drink of. And Father, that we do not listen to or buy into the lies of the enemy, but Father, that we 